Hi, James Atkinson here, and thanks for listening to our conversation with Steve Drissel of Sydney Staves Brewery. Hidden away in a back alley in Glebe, Staves is one of Sydney's more unique brewery venues, featuring English-style pub atmosphere and a live performance space that is well-known on the city's music and comedy circuit. Staves has continually impressed me with its idiosyncratic lineup of beers, which are made on a tiny and somewhat makeshift brewery, showing stylistic influences from all over Europe and America. Matt Kierkegaard and I visited the brewery late last year to catch up with Steve, who left his career in the corporate world to follow his dream of opening Staves. I hope you enjoy the chat. Well, here we are in the shadow of Broadway Shopping Centre in Glebe. Um, Steve Drizzle, thanks for having us at Staves Brewery. Thanks for coming to see us. Mate, for people who don't know about Staves, and I reckon there's actually quite a lot of them out there, um, how long have you been around for? We opened our doors um, just over two years ago, um, initially as a, as a craft beer bar, but with uh, always the intention of getting our own brewery off the ground. Um, and that took us about a year or so. So we've been brewing our own beer since I think it was uh, August last year um, and so since then we've pretty much um, just served our own beer so um, yeah we have a lot of brews came out very quickly um, and I think I think we've brewed something like 20 24 different beers since since we got going yeah it feels like things have moved pretty quickly for staves in the last 12 months but as we know um, it took a very long time for you to get this place off the ground um, after you actually found the site? Yeah, the, the way that it happened was there's a lot of difficulties with the building. It was never been used as a, as a public space before. It was actually an old uh, engineering sort of uh, steel fabrication workshop. So, and it had been empty for, I think, about five years. So to drag it through all the, the regulations, um, both local council, building code of Australia, uh, and excise and, and, and all the other... Uh, things you have to do, yeah, it just took a took a little longer than I thought, but yeah. So it's uh, we we were we actually leased the building um, probably two years before we actually opened the doors, but um, luckily we negotiated a very low initial rent, so it gave us time to to get those things happening. And what about yourself, though, Steve? Have you left another career behind to um, to run Staves? I have, yeah. I was. Um, I'm a. I'm actually a business analyst by trade. Uh, most of my time working in the banking sector. Um, you, you know, obviously, I, I. This is what I wanted to be doing. So, um, the first year that we opened as a bar, I was still doing a day job. Um, whilst things were getting off the ground and getting the brewery together. Um, but this year, I've, I've probably only done about two weeks in an office. So, um, yeah, you know, hopefully won't be doing any more next year. How has it um, changed the, the complexion of the place to be able to actually make your own beers on site? Um, well, it's, it's what we always intended to do. So for me, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's massively rewarding and, you know, to have our own beer and, and get the feedback that we've had about the beer. Um, you know, I... I didn't actually think we would have so many beers out so quickly. Uh, Liam Jackson, you know, he he's uh, a brewer who who didn't need to do trial batches and uh, and you know was nailing them right from the start. So we have beers coming out every two or three weeks, which was um, you know great. So it's 
for me, it's really um, yeah, the dream dream come true to get our own beers and, and you know, and drinking your own beer in your own brewery is um, quite a quite a thing. Steve, it's fair to say that um, it's not, a, I guess, a traditional geographic sort of location for a, a brewery like this. Um, how do people find you? Um, yeah, mostly probably through word of mouth. We, we do a bit of uh, promotion on um, social media, probably probably not enough. But um, what people do find is is we are very accessible. So we're, we're only like one kilometre from Central Station in Sydney, so... Um, it's very easy for people to get to us, especially people you know moving from after work from the city towards Newtown and places like that. So um, we are hidden down a, a back alley, but you know a lot of transport options re- really uh, you know help people find their way home as well. Now, was it Liam who sort of brewed all of the beers that we can still see on tap now, or has that come in and changed things up? The new brewer. The intention is to keep uh, the core range going. So we've got uh, five beers on our core range. Um, so those will continue. At the moment, we, we have three rotating specials. Uh, two of those are beers that um, Liam brewed, um, and one of those is, when I say brewed, like uh, Zach brewed some of these beers, um, but to Liam's recipe. Um, the Galaxy Pale that we brought out last week was a beer that... Um, uh, Zach, Zach put, put together yeah. Steve what was the inspiration for the brewery and one of the things that I picked up on is it's very reminiscent of a French brasserie style uh, where you walk in the, the, the brewery is stuck in the corner um, you've even got a, like an Ardennes uh, table beer it feels very much like a rustic little brewery uh, and w- w- was that what you were going for or did you just uh, go with what you went with and that's the way you've ended up Pretty much. I mean, I, I I was collecting bits and pieces whilst before the uh, the brewery was open uh, in terms of uh, furniture and uh, you may have seen the, the the old English style taps that we have on the bar. So a lot of that stuff I was just collecting uh, a few years ago. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been put together with no sort of uh, artistic direction, <laughs> should we say? Um, but yeah, it's just kind of the way it's all ended up, really. And you know, and style wise, and the beers. Um, Really, it's, it's just we brew whatever we think is interesting at the time. You know, we, we, we kind of have a short list of things we want to do. And then um, depending, you know, on what, what yeast we've got in the house or what hops, we, you know, we pick things off the list. And so it'd be a good time to do this particular beer. We've seen over the last few years as the, the craft beer um, movement has sort of grown and we've seen more players that there has been like a, a certain level of schmickness or, you know, like a professionalism isn't a word, but that sort of shinier bigger cleaner um, operation this, this is very much a you know a, a, a brew pub um, where you know that the, the, the beer is very handcrafted it's very small is that a conscious decision uh, to go for like it, it, it it's quite rustic um, and you know do, do you feel that you need to grow or are you just happy doing what you're doing in the, in, in the little way you're doing it I think it one of the reasons why the brewery is is set up as it is, and you know, like some some of the equipment is um, secondhand, and even looks like someone made it in their shed. To be quite frank, um, but you know that was done out of more of necessity than anything else. So when when I wanted to start a brewery, um, obviously you you can go down the the route of taking on investors and, and you know and putting big budgets together, and and it was just something that I personally didn't want to do if I if I had the option. So. It, it, it comes down to budget constraints and you know not being able to afford you know big 
brand new shiny stainless steel uh, brew house so it was um, I kind of made a decision to buy a, a used brew house at a low cost and then um, brand new fermenters um, for the cold side so it's, it's a bit of a mix of bits and pieces to be quite frank yeah. Steve, you touched before on you know, the issues you had sort of in terms of um, particularly, I guess, development application and, and council and that sort of thing. First of all, was Staves Brewery the first um, brew pub? Um, like, was, were you the first in the in this sort of council area? So was it new to them in, in terms of, oh, you know, what, what boxes do we need to tick? Yeah, I think they, they yes, to, to, be, to be frank. I think we were actually part of... Um, the city of Sydney Council here, although we're in the inner west, we're, we're right on the corner of, of the inner west. Um, so there were other breweries in within the city of Sydney Council. So you've got places like Red Tape down at um, uh, King Street Wharf, and they used which to is now All Hands that's Brewing that's Company, that's I believe. Right, is yeah. the new name. Uh, and you know, and there's obviously a couple of others as well. Um, but those breweries um, have been around for probably you know uh maybe even decades you know in some cases so so yeah it, it was tricky getting it through council because they, they they have a brewery application arrive on their desk and they don't really know what to do with it lots of people listening to this podcast would sort of be in your position now uh where you were say yeah. three or four years ago yeah. what sort of advice would you give them in terms of um, i guess dealing with council yeah i i think for, for most councils um the biggest issue that they have to deal with are um you know, re- resentment or, or rejection from local neighbours um, wanting a brewery or whatever it is on their doorstep. So, uh, I think picking a the right location is key because it just makes their job easier. And if it makes their job easier, it make yours easier too. Um, and like we we've got no neighbours within a couple of hundred metres here, so that that was a very easy box to be ticked you know so there, there was a, a couple of local businesses that, that didn't want us here but you know that the, the argument is less valid for for not having it so I, I think that's why we're seeing um, so many breweries open up in places like Marrickville um, where there's still a fair amount of industrial buildings or even areas um, and obviously there's several breweries there now and and so the council have a better idea of what what to do when an application arrives. So it must be a nice feeling to know that you've made it easier for the next uh, the next brew pub that comes along. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean, like, it's, but again, like, if they if they try to uh, open a, a a brewery, you know, 100 metres up the road, they might have a very different story because they may have a neighbour who who doesn't want it there. So yeah, I think location is just super important. Is it either anecdotally or, or do you know, is the issue um, that I guess neighbours, uh, the objection that neighbours have, is it because of things like, you know, uh, waste or noise or amenity or is it the fact that you're going to be bringing people here at all hours and, and, and getting them drunk? Yeah, I, I think I think all of the above really. I, I think um, there, there's, there are some people who, uh, who, who worry about the smells that are um, a brewery producers. I, I like to think of it as an aroma, but you know, um, but you know, but, but it, it could be the same with a, a coffee roasters. You know, people might not want it next door to them. You know, it, it's it, there's always going to be someone in that street who, who doesn't want it there. So if uh, if you know if you're going to go down that route, then you know you, you you're going to potentially have a lot of persuading neighbours that it's okay to do and, and I'm sure it does happen but I think it does make it that much more difficult as well. 
And do some of those neighbours now I get, pop in for a beer and say, you know, all is forgiven, hope I wasn't out of line with that uh, you know, objection? What happens when you have to put an application is you have to go around all the local businesses and, and tell them what you're doing, um, and or anyone within a certain radius. And, and because we don't have any um, uh, residential neighbours, then you know that, that didn't happen. But certainly some of the businesses around here um, pop in uh, on a regular basis and, uh, and we're, we're starting to get more and more people from Glebe itself and, and other um, uh, suburbs on, on the boundary or sort of discovering where we are and that there's a brewery down this hidden lane. So has it been, you know, when you first opened, was it more of a beer geek type crowd that knew where to find you and, and that, that has changed quite significantly? Um, yeah, I think this, the beer geek crowd you know obviously they got their finger on the pulse and know exactly what's going on and you know and they they're some, always some of the first to arrive um but as time goes on it's um the, the the people that come here um you know it gets just more and more varied you know like we because we have live entertainment here that brings a whole another crowd in as well so um so yeah hopefully we're introducing people to craft beer that wouldn't normally drink it because there's plenty of people here who are here for live music not not necessarily the craft beer and they're, they're quite surprised what they what they discover are you finding that they sort of pop in and they go uh oh what have you got that's most like you know corona or carlton draft or, or that sort of thing or are they sort of saying oh what should i have yeah all sorts there's plenty of people come in and say look you know i, I i've no idea um and maybe we normally start with what you normally drink and then work from there um but we always have um two or three beers on that are very approachable um, to, to anyone really um, so we try and keep a, a menu that has does have something for everyone and, and we've always really done that even before we had our own beers on um, and I believe that's the right thing to do. You say quite proudly uh, on the signage inside proper beer yeah. what, what's proper beer? Um, well for me we, we've actually the sign actually says proper beer not dog piss so um <laughs> where, where i where i come from in england we, I, I grew up a, um, surrounded by um some very good beer um in in a place where there are a lot of real ales and you know and just a lot of good variety and, and like a lot of actually imported german lagers you know uh ones that you wouldn't know yeah so it, it's everything that's not industrial to me it's, 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 it's beer where people care about what they're doing. That's, that's pretty much it. You have had some cask ale events here. Um, how have they gone? I unfortunately haven't been able to get to one. We've done a couple. We did a cask ale event for Sydney Beer Week, and that was um, a really good turnout. I was, I was a little bit worried at the time because when I looked at the uh, ticket sales, I, I, I couldn't see that many, but then I didn't realise that a lot of those emails had multiple tickets on each email and, and so we were uh, uh, yeah bombarded but it was great yeah we had um beer from three other breweries as well so it was really good to um get those guys involved and hopefully it's uh it's, it's a category that, that that grows with time you know when it when it's done well it's, it's it's such a nice product um and you know i think we're all you know in the very early stages of car scales in in australia um, in, in the States it's certainly taken off in a, in a big way so hopefully we'll see something similar here. Do you have cast scales on, on a regular basis or is it just only for special events like that? We, we've in a, Historically we've just done it for special events but what I'm looking at doing is maybe putting a, just a monthly cast scale uh, you know, night on and see how it goes if there's demand for it um, we, we keep doing it and we'll do more of it but uh, cast scale is a product that 
uh, once you open the cast, you're only really good for a day or two after that. So um, if it doesn't sell, you're tipping a lot of beer away. Um, and, you know, it's reasonably expensive to produce uh, with the higher excise rates and, and so on. Oh, well, we'll support it if you do it. I'd, I'd definitely come along. Excellent. Sydney Beer Week's like the worst possible time to put an event on like that for me just because I've got so many other things to, to get yeah. to. So I always end up, it'll be on a Sunday, I'll be like, no, nah, I better stay in tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> Steve, obviously, uh, now we met, uh, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm thinking it was either five or six years ago as, uh, as Humble Stewards uh, back a house at the uh, Australian International Beer Awards and um, was when I first heard about Staves and your, and your plans. So fast forward a couple of years and, and obviously, Obviously, you've been open now, and and by the sounds of it, things are onwards and upwards and and, and growing. Fast forward again, two years time, and you've really developed a following, and it's really popular. Do you are you able to increase your capacity here? And if not, would you look at you know either say outsourcing, contracting, building a production brewery? Is it important that every drop of Staves beer comes out of this particular brewery to you, or like so? What are, what are the plans in in a couple of years time? Uh, well, this year, you know, we, we've we've produced our beer primarily for this venue. Um, so we, we have sold wholesale as well, but generally when um, pubs and bars have come to us asking for beer, and then what we found is um, we, we entered four beers uh, into the Royal Sydney Beer and Cider Show to be to be judged, and we picked up four medals off the bat. So, and since then, we've had a lot more inquiries. Um, and so... We're looking at next year to increase in uh, capacity here. Um, obviously, it's still very, very small. You know, we're, we're such a, I think we're the third smallest brewery in Sydney. So, and we'll probably be the only one that's actually distributing beer wholesale. But um, I'd, I'd like to increase, yeah. You know, if demand's there, we're, we're trying to meet it. That's, that's pretty much the way I look at things. You know, it, there's no real grand plan of, you know, opening a big production brewery. And, but if, if, if the demand's there and, and we keep producing good beer, then then we would do that too and find a way of doing it. You know, again, we you know we're not we're not a um, uh, a well-funded uh, organisation, so we'd have to work out how we can do that and manage the risk at the same time. Obviously, uh, a growing business is a very risky business, and it's a risky game to even start with. So, um, it's, but it is something that would, yeah appeals to me. So organic growth is sort of the plan, just to keep things going sustainably rather than have to go out and, I guess, you know, seek funds? I, I think so, yeah. I mean, I haven't really thought through it too much, but, it is, but it, we, we're definitely looking at increasing capacity and, and just see where it goes. There's a lot of competition coming into the market, um, you know, but if, again, if, if there's demand for our beer, we'll we, we meet that demand. Um, and, and if not, we, you know, we're having a good time doing what we're doing. You mentioned the um, uh, beers that picked up medals at Sydney. What were they? We entered four of our core beers, the uh, German Pilsner, uh, Pale Ale, IPA and Oatmeal Stout. And um, wanted to get some feedback on the beers. You know, we, we were certainly enjoying them, but you know, it's, it's good to get a, um, an unbiased view, I guess. Um, and you know, if you can pick up some awards and a bit of publicity, then that's, that's great too. Um, but yeah, we uh, we got um, a bronze, two silvers, and a gold. So yeah, we were to- we were stoked. Yeah. What's the gold medal winning beer? Oatmeal stout. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a fantastic beer. Yeah, totally enjoy it. It's, it's yeah, nice chocolatey character, but a lot of um, dry roasted sort of character to it as well. So it's just a very nicely balanced beer 
which is a poor one in the moment. What's the attraction of, you obviously love beer, but what's the attraction of owning a brewery? Um, I, I guess you could easily have uh, run this venue as a music venue and with the increasing number of craft breweries stocked it with some very good beer. What was the attraction to you in having a brewery and not just a bar? Um, well, for me, it was always about opening a brewery. And, you know, it obviously makes a lot of sense to have a, a bar attached to, to any brewery that you open nowadays. Um, but really, it was, it was um, about producing quality beer. You know, I, I, I did my first homebrew when I was very, very young. I was like 16 years old, you know, so it's something that I've, I've done for a long time. And... Um, yeah, you, it's, it's one of those things where you start thinking about it. And after um, doing, a, a, I guess, a, a small amount of formal education, my, it made my mind up for me and it was something I had to do. And it was uh, a little voice in the back of my head that wouldn't go away. So you have to do something. And I thought when, perhaps with my business analysis uh, background, it, that might help in some way, which it, it probably does. So um, I thought take a risk and um, see, see what happens. Has the business panned out the way that you thought it would? Like, have you kind of hit whatever um, forecast that you'd made? Yes and no. I, I thought we would um, be probably have produced less numbers of beers than, than we have. Um, Sales-wise, probably, yeah, probably a, roughly about you know, what we were predicting. Live music was always part of the original plan to have in this venue, but not to the scale that we've gone to. So um, I, I kind of imagined uh, uh, a guy on an acoustic guitar in the corner, and now we've gone full band. So it's, yeah, it's, that wasn't really part of the plan, but that's you know just how it's turned out. So I, I, I quite like that whole thing of like opportunities come up, and and then you make a decision whether to go with it or not. When you um, were first planning on opening, you were talking about putting a kitchen in upstairs. So is that um, that's just evolved into into live entertainment instead? Pretty much. I mean, it is the reality is we've got to make a choice between one or the other with that space that we have. And music's a lot of fun. I, I used to I used to play in a band myself and play the drums, so it really appealed to me to get to to do that as well. And like we we've kind of managed through pizza deliveries and, and food trucks and things like that um, which which is in some ways good because it just allows us to focus on the beer and, and entertainment so um, at the moment there's no plans to put a kitchen in. There's a saying if you do something that you love you'll never work a day in your life you obviously love what you're doing but are you working? Is it hard work? It's I mean of course it's tiring because you know you, you, you do work a lot of hours um, you have to make a lot of decisions. You've got a lot of responsibility, but at the same time, it's very different to working um, for someone else or working in the corporate world. Well, for, at least for me, it, it does feel like I'm, you know, meeting a purpose. It's, it's, it feels right for me, um, and that's something I know I would never have got in in a corporate world. So yes, it's hard, but it's 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 a good. It's a good way of working, I think. As a business analyst, would you recommend somebody else open a, a, a brewery of this size? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I I would say to anyone, if that's what you want to do with your life, is open a brewery, you should do it. Whatever it is, you should do it. Um, but be prepared for a lot of 
hard work and do it for the right reasons. Um, and 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 I think you know it's it's rewarding in many many ways. And and if you if you commit to it, um, uh, and and it truly is what you should be doing, then then it will work. So yes, is is the answer to that. But not not if it's um, you know trying to jump on the back of a bandwagon or something like that you know it's 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 the wrong reason i, I do get quite a lot of people coming in here saying that they want to open a brewery i went into it in a very naive way as well but i i, I really hear a lot of people you know saying oh, we're going to open a brewery in our shed and whatever and it's <laughs> like um so that so i think people just really need to slow down for a moment and think about what they're doing perhaps some brew some good beer first and then go from there Steve, as a business analyst, um, you've obviously you know, got your finger on the pulse of, of this particular business. If anyone out there from AB InBev or Lion or uh, Bigfords or perhaps Amatil are listening, what's the price tag? <laughs> How many zeros? Uh, <laughs> oh, look, it's, it's, um, it's, I guess it's a bit of a hot topic at the moment, isn't it, with a lot of uh, breweries being taken over. And like, my, my, my view on it is it's very easy for people to look at business being taken over um, and saying they've sold out or, or whatever it might be, but you know, it's you know that's often said by people who don't run their own breweries or their own business, and, and it's a very different world, I think, for a lot of people when when you do. So I don't think it's um, you know necessarily a bad thing. You know, it's really at the end of the day, it's about quality beer, right? So I, I think that's the number one. Um, for me, I, I mean, I, I certainly am not looking for investors or, or selling. But in all seriousness, is there a, a long-term plan? Sort of like, have you ever, have you considered? You know, we put a lot of effort into into the planning stages of things, and quite often we don't think about you know the the buzzword I guess at the minute is exit strategy. Yeah. But have you thought ahead to sort of you know my kids might uh, I'd love to see them take over the business. I'd love to see my employees take it over. You know, I, I don't want to still be brewing when I'm seventy. Well, you know, when I when I went into this, I, I was kind of looking at, you know, I was probably halfway through my working life um, and and do you want to spend the next half of your working life doing what you do? And and the answer for me was no. Um, and, and obviously this was something that I, I, you know, became more and more prevalent, something I should do. Um, but I kind of looked at it as the second half of my working life. Um um, so for me, it's like it's kind of like running a marathon, which I did many years ago. But um, and each year is is, a, is running a mile, and I, and I feel like I've done the first two years and the first two miles. So I've I've got another twenty whatever that is, twenty four miles left to run, and then by then I'm sure I'll be knackered and want to lie down somewhere. So uh, <laughs> do you do you guess uh, would you like to see staves, you know, um, uttered in the same sort of you know reverent tones as, as, as say a, you know a Cooper's or a Stone and Wood, you know, in, in years to come? Yeah, I mean, I I like it to to remain a family brewery. Um, I, I just recently became a dad, you know, started a bit late in life, but um, who knows? You know, he he might want to be involved in it one day. He might not. I don't know. But yeah, I'd, I'd certainly like to see it. Um, outlast myself um, but you know I, I, I've got a lot of respect for Coopers and, um, and, and family breweries in general so um, I certainly would love to be you know in, in the same conversations when people talk about family breweries well, mate, we might um, let you get back about your day and we'll have to try some of these uh, these other beers. Yeah, thanks for coming around, guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks very much for having us. Cheers. 
That was Steve Drissel. If you enjoy Radio Brews News and Beer is a Conversation, please rate us and leave a review on your favourite podcasting app, like iTunes. We look forward to joining you next time for another conversation about beer. Beer.